Does it feel like the only way to sell is to do weird, sometimes creepy things that kind of put people off? Yeah, I've been there, which is exactly why I created Stay Close to the Money, a free resource that offers you 37 stupid easy ways to grow your revenue without being salesy, sleazy, or questionably moral. This free guide is available on my website and in the links in the show notes. So make sure you go download it so that you can start making more money today. How do I build a small agile team the right way? How does one know if it's a good time to scale? That is a question that we will be diving into in today's episode of Strategy Snacks. I'm Frenchie Forenzi. I'm the host of Strategy Snacks, and I'm a business strategist and advisor. Today's question comes from Adil Quepo. Adil is a client of mine. She is an official business genius, and she is an email and social media marketing consultant. Adil offers copywriting services as well as content creation for her clients, and she does an excellent job of it. And as her business has grown, she has gotten more and more demand, but because her work is done for you, her ability to deliver is limited, right? And when we think about the idea of scale, obviously the goal is to create unlimited growth. Now, I think the first, I really want to break this down because there's two components of this, right? One is, is it a good time to scale? The other is about team building. And obviously the two go hand in hand. So I want to start with the scale question because that really does start to inform the hiring piece. So I think the thing about scale as a term is that it tends to get a little bit overused and or misused. So scaling is great, but growing is different than scaling. And how we think about growth is very different than how we think about scale. So when I think about growth, I think about, okay, how do I serve more clients? How do I expand my reach? How do I make more money? But when I think about scale, I think about how do I move away from setting the limits on how much I can deliver, right? And possibly because I have more context about Adil and her business, I feel like I can kind of make some assumptions here around what the needs are. And so in her case, I think really what we're talking about is a little bit of developing more of an agency, right? Or having more support writers to support on projects. And... I think the first thing that I want to kind of like lead with, right? So distinguishing between whether you're looking to grow and you're looking to be able to double your clients or you're looking to be able to serve thousands and thousands of people, right? So really starting with the growth goals or defining whether they're scaling goals. But when you're in the done for you space, the only way scale, it's not really scale because you need more resources to serve more people. There's diminishing returns essentially. So let's just contextualize this and assume that Adil is wanting to stay in the more done for you work, but she wants to increase her ability to serve more clients, right? So that's where we start to really think about the hiring component and what that looks like. And there are tons of amazing hiring experts out there that are totally worth getting to know if hiring is a core piece of the work for you. But as someone who thinks about our leadership skills and our ability to drive forward our businesses, before you even really dive into hiring, I want you to think about what are you going to be comfortable letting go of or how will you 
get comfortable being uncomfortable letting go of things. And this is an ongoing challenge for me personally. I just got off a call with my VA or my OBM rather. And we were on a call and I secretly launched like another offer because I have my core offers, but then sometimes I think of creative ways to sell more. And I just did it. And I went through all the motions and I updated everything in Thrivecart. And she was like, Frenchie, remember you have me now. You're not supposed to do these things. I was like, oh, right. I am so used to just doing it. And in my case, it's actually more about breaking a habit or not wanting to, you know, on a Sunday when I have a last minute idea and I just start executing it, not wanting to expect someone to turn things around on a Sunday. But I know that for a lot of people, especially in the done for you space, there is a certain level of protectiveness around the work that you want to do around the fact that if someone else is doing the writing for you, you might have those concerns, right? Of, is this actually going to be at the level that I want? And I think that there's a couple things to consider here. One is how do you measure like people's effectiveness? How do you really start to just test in some ways, whether it's writing projects, that sort of thing. Also, how do you improve your editing skills, right? Because that ultimately becomes the big question is how do you get better at helping others do their jobs well? And I think that sometimes the fear of letting it go is actually the fear that you won't be able to just be someone who edits and improves. So really keep that in mind. And then the third part is to just think more on the structural logistical level, which is, do you want a team on payroll? Do you want to create project-based teams? What other sorts of ways could you get the support you need to take on more projects without increasing your overhead, right? And so there's more and more agencies that have mostly contractors and dispersed people. And there's all sorts of different thoughts about whether that's fair or not, because you don't get benefits and so on and so forth. But for the sake of conversation, there's a lot of different ways to structure it. So quick recap, which is first, you really need to decide, are you looking for growth? Or are you looking for scale, right? What direction are we really going in here? From there, it's really about understanding, okay, how, what help do you need? What support do you need? And how comfortable are you going to be to actually let go of the work so that others can do it? And then from there, in terms of figuring out the agility and all that sort of thing, you really want to look at who the people are who might be able to support you and what they need from you in order to be effectively agile, right? And so I think that we expect to find agile people, um, but really we create agile systems. So hopefully that starts to give you an idea. If you have questions about this topic, this topic is loaded. Covering it in under 10 minutes is a challenge. But as with everything, I always want us to refer back to our thought patterns, decisions, strategy, and just overall skills as the leader in our businesses and the people who are driving the growth and making the decisions about where we want to go and working backwards from there. So I can't wait to hear more thoughts on this, more questions on this one. This is a rich topic. So shoot me a DM, drop a comment anywhere you like, and we'll be sure to get back to you. And I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.